I'm Deidre. And I'm Chelsea. And we're giving you a million murders. That's better. better. Yes, Jesus. Uh-uh, we're both just talking like <laughs> that's better. <laughs> back to our podcast yes welcome i've done talked about this welcome welcome in my awful accent it's all right it's all right we're not trying to offend any of our listeners overseas because we have them y'all we, do. we have them so. so you know how on my last episode i the subaru yeah so at work last night mm-hmm. we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about sword fighting Talking about what? Sword fighting. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, not like actual swords, but like... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I said, I asked one of the guys, I said, have you ever had a sword fight? And Meyer and Felicia said, a what? <laughs> I was like, don't make fun of me. Y'all know how I am. A sword. I had another moment. It's all right. It's all right. Well, today I'm going to be doing a murder. Amelia. Solved. It is solved, y'all. Hopefully that's a solved Sorry one. that was too loud. <laughs> no, it was all right. So, yes, this is a solved case for the first time. Hallelujah. Yes. Well, wait, look, I'm checking because at the top I have oh, this cold case. And I was like, Ooh. Um, so this cold case is about the murders of Patricia Kalitsky and Lloyd Bogle. Patricia was a junior at Great Falls High School. Mr. Bogle was an airman from Waco, Texas. Sta- Waco! Yep. Stationed nearby at Malmstrom Air Force Base. They both loved dancing and music, and he was instantly smitten with Patty. Smitten. I like that word. I do too. I think it's cute. It is cute. Because I'm, I'm smitten. Because I'm smitten. Oh. So, yeah, so they were, he was instantly smitten with Patty Mm. when they met Mm. in December 1955. Sergeant Kadner said, so this is his, you know, sergeant in the Air Force. So he he even knew. He was like, he loved that girl. (laughs) (laughs) He loved that girl. Um, Patricia and Lloyd were last seen leaving a drive-in around 9 p.m. on January 2nd. When they failed to return home that evening, Patricia's parents assumed the pair had eloped. And how old are they? Um, or, or has it said yet? No, and I don't know if I do have it. Um, I don't know if it was like a teenage. Well, so she's a junior in high school, so okay. she's probably like 16. 16 or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then he's an airman, so he's over 18. So, you know, this is a little... Ooh. Ooh, Maybe he's I'm 18. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is 1955, so, like, you could yeah. be 14 with five kids. <laughs> I was just like, oh, that's normal. 14 <laughs> with the 25-year-old husband. Hey, daddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounding like um, Loretta Lynn or something. So, you never know. But, um, but yeah, so they thought they had eloped when... She didn't come back. She was. Oh. They were like, well, they did it. Um, the next day, however, three young boys found Lloyd's body near a tree in a remote Lover's Lane area. Uh. Yeah. 
I mean, imagine thinking that your kid just ran off and got married and you're like, well, she's starting her own life. And then the guy they think she ran off with, Spotty's found. Yeah. Oh, so nearby his car with the ignition still switched on and the headlights lit. So they found his body and then car so still must running. So not been long. Well. Too much long. I mean, I don't know how long. If they had a full tank, I don't know how long it would Right. Because you can idle so. it for... Yeah. Hours. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but. But it wouldn't have been like a day, would it? I mean, maybe. If you have a full tank of gas and you just have your car on and running, it probably would last a day. Like 24 hours? I'd say so. Because, I mean, you don't, you only, I mean, you don't waste that much gas just having it idling. Shoot, I feel like my car would just be sucking it out or blowing it out. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know. But they were, okay, so they're at that drive-in at 9, and then mm-hmm. the next day they found them. So they parked at Lover's Lane. Oh, so Who it's still that, parked at the. Yeah, at the Lover's Lane. Oh. So they went to the, the, they were leaving the drive-in at 9. And then they found his body the next morning. So okay. who knows? It probably was like eight or nine yeah. hours, maybe 12, 13. So, yeah. So I guess the car was, he may have had a full tank. Um, but so when they found Lloyd, his hands had been tied behind his back with his own belt. And he had been shot in the back of the head execution style. Golly. Yeah. With a bullet entering above his right ear. Oof. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Due to the extreme angle of the shot, it was thought that Lloyd had been forced to his knees before he was killed. Mm. Yeah. The place where they were believed to have been killed was a known lover's lane, as mm-hmm. I said. And that's according to um, a clipping from a local newspaper posted on a memorial page. Investigators initially feared that Patricia had been kidnapped. But a day later, on January 4th, 1956, Patricia's body was found about seven miles away at the bottom of a 20-foot embankment Dang. by a country, yeah. I mean, I don't, by a country road worker. Um, she had also been shot while on her knees, the bullet entering also above her right ear. I don't remember if I tell if it, if she got thrown down there or what, but I think we're assuming they were both killed in the same spot, and then maybe he discarded her body there, which why? I don't know. Because it's fun. They yeah. have to find, you know, find ways to like, oh, it's not enough to just well, kill people in cold blood. Yeah, obviously. So like that's no fun having them together. You know, they found them in like the same day. Let's split them up so that they have to. Yeah. So they have to wait to see if, you know, Patricia's still yeah. alive. Yeah. So it was estimated Patricia was killed an hour after. Oh, ooh, I forgot about this. Okay. Trigger warning. Um, It was estimated Patricia was killed an hour after Lloyd. There were also injuries that were consistent with a struggle or a sexual assault. Mm. Yeah. Robbery was not suspected to be a motive behind the killings as Lloyd had left money and a camera in his car. And they were untouched. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. Few clues were left behind and the case soon grew cold. They couldn't even find the bullet that killed Lloyd. But it was not forgotten with several suspects being suggested and pursued through the years. Over the years, detectives investigated about 35 potential suspects, including James Whitey Bulger, the notorious South Boston mobster who was convicted in 2013 
of participating in 11 murders. Oh, wow. Yeah, Whitey Bulger was like a huge part of the Boston mob, the Irish Boston mob. Yeah. I was going to be like, that's a lot of murders, but there's people that's killed more than that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, who knows? I mean, he was convicted of participating uh, in 11. 11, yeah. There could okay? have been way more than that. Yeah. And I know you love Johnny Depp. Johnny yeah. Depp played Whitey Bulger in a movie. They made a movie about Whitey Bulger. What movie? Okay, I knew it was Black something. Yeah, it's Black Mass. Black Moss. Yes, I haven't seen it, but... I haven't seen it either. Yeah. He, um... But my boo's in there, so... So I have a feeling Chelsea will be watching it as soon as possible. Daddy. Which I love Johnny Depp too, don't get me wrong. And he's a Kentucky boy at heart, so he... Has a special place in our heart. Very close to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So, anyway, back to <laughs> the back real to- Whitey Bulger. <laughs> um, so, Mr. Bulger, who died in 2018, which, you know, that's what I wrote um, because I took this from an article. But Whitey Bulger did not just die in 2018. He was, like, bludgeoned to death mm-hmm. in prison. Like, they got him. He got got. He got got. Okay. Um, So when he was murdered in 2018, um, well, not when he was murdered. He was murdered in 2018, period. The end. Moving on. (laughs) He had lived in Great Falls in the 1950s and had been arrested, ew, in a rape there in 1951. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I thought he was just like a bad guy who was like in the mob killing people. But like you, you raped somebody. So like, ew, just ew, ew, ew disgusting yeah like i you know it's terrible what he was doing anyway but like now but it's that's... like yeah I, I did this so long ago and when i'm typing it's like i'm not really internalizing it we both do it <laughs> yeah because we'll be reading and we'll be like oh my god yeah it's like oh oh it's like oh yeah so there's that trash garbage um one such suspect was wendell wallace smith who claimed he had killed a boy and a girl in montana he was questioned and ruled out as a suspect in 1964, so that didn't lead anywhere. Detective John Cameron, author of It's Me, Edward Wayne Edwards, the serial killer you never heard of, suggested Edwards as a candidate for being Patricia and Lloyd's murderer. Cameron was able to trace Edwards to the Great Falls, Montana area in 1956. Yeah, I didn't even tell you it was in Montana, but yeah, so this is this happened in Montana. <laughs> um and they were able to find all these people who were really sketchy that were close, but then they ended up getting ruled out eventually. So yeah. additionally, Edwards, this serial killer you've never heard of. Edwards is right Yes. Oh, God. Mm. Now I done started something. <laughs> so um, Edwards had a history of killing young couples. He had been convicted of a similar double murder in 1977 in which he shot a young Ohio couple to death. Golly. Yeah, and was later linked via DNA to the double murder of a young couple in Wisconsin who were killed in 1980. He received a death sentence for the murder of a man he considered a son and was sentenced to death, but died in prison of natural causes at the age of 77 before his execution by lethal injection could be carried out. He died of natural causes? Yeah, in jail before he could be sentenced truly to death. Oh, that was loud. Sorry. <laughs> Smack it Smacking that on thigh. The floor. <laughs> so, yeah. 
So, you know, you hate when that happens, but he was in jail. So at least, you know, there's that. It's not like, oh, I hate when we can't kill people. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't mean it that way. I mean, it's, I'm glad that he was in prison. He yeah. may not have gotten. He wasn't out living life like. Yeah, just do to do. So. Oh, look at me. I killed her, her, him. Yeah. I'm out here eating me an ice cream cone. Yeah. At least it's not like that. So. Yeah. You know, um, Cameron, which is the guy who wrote that book, he said um, he also can attributed many other murders to Edwards as well, including the murders of John Benet Ramsey, which I'm like, what? Because that was in a whole different area. Yeah. So I don't know. We need to find out more about that. And the missing union leader, Jimmy Hoffa, and suspects Edwards was still was the still unidentified Zodiac killer. I don't know. We'll have to look into that. Um, in 1989, investigators cut down the tree Lloyd's body had been found near the Hopes. Near. Found near. <laughs> in 1989, investigators cut down the tree Lloyd's body had been found near with the Hopes it contained the missing bullet which had killed him. Mm. So this is 1989. This happened in 56. Yeah. So we're looking at like 33 years later. They're like, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's see. The tree has always been a major interest to law enforcement officers because that's where Lloyd was killed, right at the tree. Cascade County Sheriff Barry Michelotti told reporters, an attempt was made to x-ray the tree, but at 80 feet tall and four and a half feet in diameter. Dang, that's a big old tree. Yeah, like that's a huge tree. Four and a half feet in diameter. <laughs> like... <laughs> That's so big. That's that crazy. That's a thick one, too. <laughs> she a thick she Damn! <laughs> <laughs> like, that is a big old tree. So, it proved to be too large and dense to effectively scan. So, they were like, we can't even do it. Wow. 33 growth rings were shaved down and several bullets were removed at varying... Several? Yeah. Listen. <laughs> several bullets were removed at varying angles and positions within the tree trunk. To date, the ballistic testing of these bullets has not been linked to any, or, oh, excuse me, to another case or gun. Hmm. Yeah. For decades, the Cascade County Sheriff's Office continued to work on it, with multiple detectives attempting to make progress over the years. Um, one such investigator was Detective Sergeant John Cadner, who was assigned the case in 2012. So, I mean, this is years and decades, yeah. you know. His first cold case, he said with, um, he said during an interview with NPR, uh, he was immediately met with the daunting task of digitizing the expansive case file, an endeavor that took months, which I'm sure. Like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. He continued to work on the Kalitsky Bogle case, even while handling the newer cases that were landing on his desk all the time. But he had a feeling that more was needed to get to the bottom of what had happened to the... the yeah, 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 yeah. He continued to work on the Kalitsky Bogle case, even while handling the newer cases that were landing on his desk all the time. But he had a feeling that more was needed to get to the bottom of what had happened to the couple all those decades ago. My first impression was that the only way we're going to ever solve this is through the use of DNA, Kadner said. Fortunately, Kadner had something to work with. During Kalitsky's autopsy in 1956, 
coroners had taken a vaginal swab, which had been preserved on a microscopic slide in the years since, according to the Great Falls Tribune report. Phil Madison, a now-retired detective with the sheriff's office, sent that sample to a local lab for testing in 2001, and the team there identified sperm that did not belong to Bogle, her boyfriend, the paper reported. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they did a vaginal swab back in 1956 amazes me, because you don't hear... Yeah, I was about to say, that's pretty rare. Yeah, like, I feel like in the 70s, back when, like, the Zodiac Killer... And, um, but not the Zodiac Killer, um, the Golden State Killer, mm-hmm. Joseph D'Angelo, as we now know, because it's solved. Um, oh. yes. That was a big part of the case. And I feel like they didn't even really get to use it until they were able to get that coffee cup. And I don't know if they did that against that DNA or if it was something else he left at the scene i mean there's no telling really yeah i can't remember i'm sure we can find it though because i mean you know oh it's funny look at me just talking before oops talking before i get to the good part knowing this new information cadner in 2019 sought out the assistance of bode technology after forensic genealogy was used to finally catch the golden state killer (laughs) the year prior just jumping ahead the law enforcement officials were becoming increasingly aware of the potential to use that technology to solve cold cases, even decades-old cases like Patricia and Lloyd's. Mm-hmm. With the help of partnering labs, forensic genealogists are able to use preserved samples to create DNA profiles of the culprit and then use that profile to search public databases for any potential matches. In most cases, those profiles can end up linking to distant relatives of the culprit, say like a second or third Mm -hmm. cousin. By searching public records, such as death certificates, newspaper clippings, forensic genealogists are able to then construct a family tree that can point them to the right suspect, even if that suspect has never provided their DNA to any public database. I just think that's so cool. It is. It's so neat. And I want to just put my DNA out there because I'm like, you know what? If somebody in my family done killed somebody, I'm yeah. sorry, but get them. You know, I mean, people, you just never know. You just never know who you're related to. You really don't. Yeah. I mean, look at poor, I don't know her name, but like the BTK guy's daughter. Oh, yeah. I mean, who knows? I could be kin to the Zodiac Killer, you know? Like, you just... Yeah, for all you know, you never know. never know. Yes, okay, exactly, people. Which, I mean, obviously... Manson. Yeah. Like, private... And there's a whole thing about, like, privacy issues with that kind of stuff. Some yeah. people don't want to do it because... Yeah. They feel like, okay, we already are being, you know, tracked. We're already being this or that. Yeah. You know, people have different views on it. But if you are, like, a true crime lover and you don't have a problem with giving your DNA out to the public in like a public domain area like that, do it. You could be related to the Zodiac Killer. Mm-hmm. You could be the one that cracks the case. It's happening all the time. Mm-hmm. You never know. I don't think I'm related to the Zodiac Killer. But, There's all kinds of cracks right. going on. But I, I did find out in genealogy that I am one-fifth European. So, I mean, who knows? I could be related to the Zodiac Killer. I'm, what was I? I think you had like 1% African. (laughs) Y'all, I was so excited. I was like, Deidre. It was like 99% (laughs) European. And then that 1% just from the motherland. Okay. 
I said, Deidre, we can be kids. <laughs> we, we could be related. But then my, like, one percents were in Asia. So, like, yeah. somewhere along the way, I started Same. out in Asia. I couldn't believe it. It was really cool. So, oh, okay. In this case, our genealogists, what they're going to do is independently build a family tree from this cousin's profile. Andrew Singer, an executive with Bow Technology, told NPR. He called it a reverse family tree. We're essentially going backwards. We're starting with a distant relative and trying to work back toward our unknown sample. Mm -hmm. DNA testing led investigators to a man named Kenneth Gold. Mr. Gold, who was 29 in 1956, lived just over a mile from Patricia's house and kept horses about 600 yards from the house where she had grown up. Hmm. He married a 16-year-old girl in town in 1952 and they eventually had five children. Dang. Yeah. So here we go. Sixteen-year-old like, with, with a yeah with a twenty-four-year-old. So here we are in the same. Young, kind of thing. I don't know if I could do. Yeah. Sixteen. And eventually you have five kids, but I mean, eventually means like in the next couple of years. It don't mean. I mean, she could be twenty-one and have you know. Yeah. Shoo. Shoo. By then. You know, that's a lot of babies. Babies. So, after the killings, he left the area and was seen living in two other Montana towns before moving to Alton, Missouri in 1967. He never returned to Montana, even to visit his family, Sergeant Kadner had said. Mr. Gold had no known criminal history, and detectives do not know if he had any relationship with Miss Kalitsky or Mr. Bogle. Mr. Gold died in 2007 at 79 in Oregon County, Missouri. What happened? Just, I think he just died. But they said, obviously I can't put the gun in his hand. This is what Sergeant Kadner said. But when you put everything together, there's no doubt in my mind that he's the suspect. It felt great because for the first time in 65 years, we finally had a direction and a place to take the investigation. Because it was all theories up to that point, we finally had a match and we had a name. Ooh. Yep. That changed the whole dynamic of the case. But there was one big problem. Simon Gold had died in 2007 mm -hmm. and his remains had been cremated, mm -hmm. according to the Tribune. The only way to prove his guilt or innocence was to test the DNA of his remaining relatives. Detectives had an uncomfortable task ahead of them letting a dead man's family know that despite the fact that he'd never previously been identified as a person of interest, he was now the key suspect in a double homicide and rape. I do not want to be the person that has to go tell somebody, hey, mm -hmm. we think your dad was a rapist and a murderer, so can we have your DNA? Yeah, that's... But I'd do it. I'd be like... I'd, I'd, I mean, yeah, I would too. I mean, I would do it just to prove my dad's innocence. I'd be like, I know my dad didn't do it. So here, open yeah. wide, like <laughs> swab all you need, boo. You need a blood sample? Because I know my dad didn't do it. Period. So, you know, do anything for old Raj. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so authorities traveled to Missouri where they spoke with Gold's children and told them that Kalitsky and Bogle, um, sorry, told them about the Kalitsky-Bogle case and eventually identified their father as a suspect, Kadner said. They asked for the family's help in either proving or disproving that Gold was the man responsible, and the family complied. His daughter basically said, 
You never know. Some people just have secrets that they never told anybody. The sergeant recalled. Okay, sis. She ain't playing. She ain't even, she was like, you never know. She's like, yeah, I mean. I feel like. I'd what? be taken back. If yeah, I would be shook to, to the core. She's like, yeah, you never know. I'd be like, I'm like, ooh. There go was, ahead. Maybe there was some. Get kissed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like something must have happened in their family. Yeah, because because who says that? Who just says that without any prompt? You know, unless she's seen things that's opened her eyes and yeah, like, like maybe she's have. like, this is the math is mathing, like we have. <laughs> yeah, I'll be. Or I swear, if the the older we get, the more the wider our eyes get. Yeah, the more you start seeing in the world, and you're like, you know what? And people, you know, it's just crazy. Yep. So, Mm-mm. it's just one of those things. So, the test results said Gold was the guy. With the killer finally identified, Cadner was able to reach out to the victim's surviving well- well- relatives. With the killer identified... <laughs> with the killer finally identified... Y'all, the struggle. <laughs> Cadner was able to reach out to the victim's surviving families. I'm just making stuff up. That's not what it says. Now I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Am I just going to say it over again and pretend like this didn't happen? Or am I just going to go on? Okay. With the killer finally identified, Kavner was able to reach out to the victim's surviving relatives and deliver the closure that had taken more than 60 years to procure. Procure. It wasn't bad. It was a bittersweet revelation. They were grateful for answers, but for many of the older people in the family, it was a struggle to have those wounds reopened. Yeah. We opened. Wounds reopened. Wounds reopened. Yeah. They're excited, but at the same time, it has brought up a lot of memories, Kadner said. Now, the sheriff's office is considering forming a cold case task force, as other law enforcement agencies have done. This hope is that they'll be able to provide more families with the answers they deserve and, in many cases, have spent years waiting for. Yeah. Mr. Bogle's family contended for years with crazy stories about what might have happened, including rumors that he might have been mixed up with the mob and everything. And this is all coming from Karen Bogle McCarthy. Mr. Bogle's family contended for years with crazy stories about what might have happened, including rumors that he might have been mixed up with the mob, said Karen Bogle McCarthy, whose father, James Bogle, was Dwayne Bogle's younger brother. Yeah. So, Lloyd. So I guess his name's like Dwayne Lloyd Bogle. Um, Dwayne. Dwayne. Now that authorities have a suspect, it conclusively allows us to stop wondering, she said. But the resolution, she said, had also reopened pain from that era, particularly for an older generation that knew Mr. Bogle as funny and charming, the one that everybody in the family loved. She said her aunt had been in tears all week. Her father, who died in 2013, had idolized Dwayne as a boy, she said. Mm. Yeah. I was like, oh, that was his big brother. I mean, that's just so sad. It's like it just happened yesterday, Mrs. McCarthy said. So if I was asked if this great modern technology is a great thing, I would say on balance, yes, for my generation, a generation once removed. But it definitely reopens old wounds that have had a chance to crust over. If there's new technology and we are able to potentially solve something, we want to keep working at it because ultimately we're trying to do it for the family, he said. This is Caden again. Mm -hmm. Um, 
give them some closure. The Kalitsky-Bogle case is one of the oldest criminal cases that has been solved using forensic genealogy, and authorities are hopeful that they'll be able to use this ever-advancing technology to solve cold cases dating back even further. Oh, they will. Mm-hmm. They're going to find them. And that is the very sad but solved case of Patricia Kalitsky and Lloyd Bogle. Dwayne Lloyd Bogle. But yeah, that was good. Thank you. I really liked this. I like the forensic. Yes. You know, we love some forensic Mm, genealogy, Because I think I've done one. I know I've done one. I don't know if I've done two, but I had one case where they used it. I was like, yes, queen. Because it was the girl that, oh, I ain't going with her. Y'all done done heard it. Y'all know. Y'all know what it is. I know what I'm talking about. But, yeah. I mean, I love these. I may need to start finding more of these so that you all can have some soft cases from on my behalf so yeah i mean if you have any questions comments concerns requests anything like that go ahead and email us at a million murders at gmail.com and you can also do those things on our facebook page that we have mm-hmm. and you can go to our instagram and look at the pictures that we post of the mm-hmm. cases that we do of the rude people that commit the murders and the innocent people yeah and the victims Mm -hmm. and yeah you can do that yeah if you want to follow us rate review and subscribe subscribe not subscribe subscribe (laughs) we'd greatly appreciate it yes thank you to everybody who has followed us and everything and we have a new a few new members on Yes, on the Facebook. Welcome. Welcome, y'all. Welcome to the Facebook page. A million murders. A million murders. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. And thank you for the people who have rated us on Apple Music. People are saying really nice things. We We got more than two. I think we, I don't know. It may just be two, but four people have rated us five stars. Okay, five people. I know. I was like, oh. Dang. So that was very nice of you all. Thank you so much. And we... Thank you for being a friend. Yes. Doom, 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 doom. Thank you. <coughs> Travel down the road and back again. Thank you for tuning in to a million miles. No. I thought you were just going to be like, and we hope you come back. <laughs> I'm not that smart. Yes, you are. Okay, well, thank you all for tuning in. We hope you come back for <laughs> a, a million, million more. more.